I gotta say, I feel like I'm on a pod with um, Russell Crowe right now. You got a real Russell Crowe look going, Fabian. Me? Yeah. Is it? Is that, I don't think old it's Russell Crowe or a young Russell Crowe. <laughs> it's gotta be the old. Not, old not, the, not the gladiator the one. That's day, for sure. Current day Russell. I just saw a tweet by him the other day. He said he was. Wow. Stopping by the office it, with his family, and it's a picture of him by the Coliseum. I was like, "That's cool." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that is I, cool. <laughs> there is there is a a picture that I saw like when I was still in school, like ninety nine or something, and of a young Russell Crowe, and literally looks exactly like me. It's so weird. not oh, I haven't seen sure any does. other picture ever again. <laughs> uh, proof what happened? Looked like me. What happened, Fabian? You feel? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's. Like, I just I lost it, but um, yeah, that was. You're gonna have to surreal. dig up that picture. I would like you to Google yeah, that both picture. Both you like and the obscure. Russell Crowe picture. So we yeah. need to find a 1999 Russell Crowe and compare him to you. I mean, that's no, that's like, Gladiator. Russell Crowe is 99. I no, think, this was right? earlier, mm-hmm. earlier, but sure. in 99, that's when I saw it. Okay, that's whatever. When you saw it. Okay, we're finding this picture. <laughs> where teachers rethink student engagement with Jamie Halsey, Fabian Hoffman, and Scott Kazarian. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are so glad to be here. Uh, Pre-podcast, we were talking about all sorts of fun stuff, so we jumped in really quick so we could get it on the pod. We are here today with a guest we're very excited about. Uh, he came very late into the evening for us, which we're really excited. Jamie, you want to in- introduce our guest? Yes, this is my um, Twitter bestie, I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> this is Will. I know. Wow. Sorry. Okay. Yep. yep. This is Will Carlson. He teaches fifth grade. He is kind of like, I don't know, we've been hanging out on XP Lab for many years at this point. I think we probably started gamifying around the same time. And he's like my idea buddy. We just go back and forth. We've collaborated on a couple of things and he's an awesome teacher. Maybe we could start with that. Oh, so hi, hi, Will. Hi. I will. <laughs> maybe maybe we could start with that before we go all like origin story and everything. Like, you want to talk about how you what you guys did together? Yeah, sure. So uh, Jamie is uh, kind of like my my Twitter hero. If I'm her bestie, she's my Twitter oh, hero. Uh, Twitter hero. Yeah. Uh, so when I was um, first kind of getting into uh, gamification, and I read the Explore Like a Pirate book by Michael Matera and was like, wow, this is, um, I need to do this. Uh, and I started looking on Twitter for ideas and Fabian's on there too. So, um, you know, Fabian, hats off to you as well. A, less, a lesser uh, hero, but still a hero. So right. <laughs> that was not necessary. Uh, Come on. But <laughs> the, the beauty of uh, Jamie and Fabian doing Star Wars things and me not doing Star Wars things as I can copy all of their ideas and make them my own, uh, put my own uh, comic book style superhero twist on all the cool things they're doing. So that's kind of where well, it I started. I just steal everything from Jamie. So it's like, it's basically Jamie's show. Yeah. So we were able, I was able to uh, kind of get in contact with her via the XP Lab chats, I think mostly. And then um, eventually we just started having kind of Zoom meeting meetups before Zoom was even a thing really. Um, 
and uh, just started bouncing ideas for games and cards and badges and storyline and um and character sheets, character like, sheets and, like I basically ripped that off of you. Yeah, and so, so. Jamie had this cool thing, as you know, with the uh, lightsabers where the kids had to like get, you know, a bunch of cards to form the perfect yeah. lightsaber. And um, I, I was looking for something like that for my game. Uh, and it ended up being what I called Infinity Weapons because the end of my year is usually Thanos is our bad guy that we got to ultimate. Mm -hmm. Oh, because Marvel is your whole... If they're Star Wars, you're Marvel. Yeah, I kind of, I, I do mostly Marvel. I do have some DC in there. And actually, um, I throw in some other graphic novel things. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Amulet series. That's a really cool one. Oh, yeah. um, and so I have one of my bosses is actually from the Amulet um, series as well. But yeah, for the most part, comics, um, mostly Marvel stuff. Um, and so a little DC sprinkled in there every once in a while. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what did you guys cool. end up doing together? Jamie and I kind of, yeah. we had this idea that, you know, it'd be fun to kind of take a break from our theme, uh, even if just for a short while, week or two weeks, and kind of like switch themes uh, with our classes and really um, throw the kids off what they're used to uh, and just kind of mm -hmm. spice things up. And so um, I was reading a comic, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comic, and uh, one of the Black Order characters, Proxima Midnight, actually has a scepter that makes black holes. I was like, oh man, we got to use that. And your universe will get sucked into mine and mine will get sucked in yours. And um, and I thought for sure she would point and laugh at me and say, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, that is good. Let's do that. And um, it really was fun. We did it, um, what, for the second time this year? Mm -hmm. yeah, lots yeah. of fun so, it twice. Um, we don't do everything simultaneously because of the time gap um, with her being west coast and, and Michigan so it is a what normally a three hour difference um, portal but, time yeah. differences yeah there's a difference yeah portal time. so we try and um, and we try and do kind of similar things uh, for the similar time period and then eventually I'm trying to save things that I send back to Jamie and her class is trying to save things that they send back to us and, so we can get back to normal. That's really And it creates really a really, just a memorable experience for the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this last year was a little clunky because my spring break was like late and yours was early and then it just like, it was weird. So hopefully this year it'll be more like, like right together. Yeah, yeah so box. this year I ended up um, doing the crossover much later in the year than I had the year before. And I, I don't think I've even talked to Jamie about it yet, but it ended up being really cool because at the end, when her class had sent us all of the stones back, uh, they got my class got a message from Thanos saying, hey, thanks for gathering all the stones for me. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so for the last couple of weeks of school, Thanos actually had the gauntlet filled up. And so it made everything oh, more wow. challenging. So that actually was pretty fun this year. <laughs> that is yeah. cool. I think so yeah, often we... Guys, oh, go ahead. You guys actually inspired me to do a, a similar thing with um, Itzel, who was on our podcast recently. And she uh, is running a Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit yeah. 
gamify class. So, and she's in sixth grade. So we're gonna tr we're gonna try to figure that out how we can make a crossover. But the cool thing is that the kids that I'm getting they went through her game already, so they know the story. So um, we can kind of incorporate what she was doing, um, and then like mess with the kids that are below them now and kind of figure out. Like I don't know exactly what we're gonna do, but it's just I think it's a it's a really cool idea to switch things up for them mm -hmm. because. It's yeah, it's especially with like Marvel and and Star Wars, it's like most kids really love that, and so especially the kids who kind of hate Star Wars, they might love Marvel and vice versa. So it's kind of cool to do a little switch up uh, during the during the year. So that's a really cool idea. I really love. Yeah, that. I've actually had uh, for two years straight now. I've had like two kids that are really Star Wars fans, huge Star Wars fans. And they don't want us to go back to Marvel. <laughs> yeah, <they want> <laughs> stay right where we're at. Um, and uh, so, yeah. and then some just want to kind of get back to normal. So they're they're my version of normal, which is not at all normal. <laughs> well, we talk a lot about on the pod about how like it's it's hard to figure out how to connect with every like other teachers, and because the teachers at your school usually aren't doing it, so to have you guys find each other you know, on Twitter and then connect and then, you know, cheer each other on this way is really cool. And it's why, I mean, Fabian and I got to teach together, which is I realizing more unique than I mm -hmm. realized at the time. And now Fabian and Itzel is, are doing things together and that's really cool. But I mean, for the most part, right, we have to, we've been talking a lot lately about how we want to find like things that we're enjoying to make teaching enjoyable for us too. And so being able to do yeah. it with somebody like Jamie must be really fun. Super true. Yep. I, um, when I first started gamifying, it was only partly um, for the benefit of my teacher, for my students, really. It was more like to kind of, you know, I've been doing this a long time. Uh, so it was really just kind of a way to keep myself more engaged and to have more fun. And so when I started kind of seeing other people doing that, it was um, it was really empowering. Um, I met with John Deli early on in the process. Um, was another uh, Twitter Twitter friend, um, and he actually did the voiceover for my uh, trailer that I always play the kids at the beginning of the year. And so I was just watching that the other day, trying to decide if I need to switch up my trailer, and it still gives me goosebumps. His voice is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm actually so thinking cool. of of going on Fiverr and hiring somebody who does the voice for Obi Wan Kenobi, and then using that um, in my trailer this year. Mm -hmm. Um, just to kind of spice things up and and like have something unique again in there because I'm kind of bored of my trailer. I want to like make it a little bit different. It's still pretty much the same. I just insert new pictures and stuff. But um, yeah, so I think that that could be cool. So I feel like if you ran into you and McGregor, he would be like, "Sure, I'll do it for you." So you just well, need to like stalk cool. him. Yeah, it's pretty cool, guy. Yeah. Uh, you should uh, <laughs> slide into the DMs of Mr. Jason House. Because he's done some voice acting in the past. He might be your guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot about Jason. Actually, actually, Jason... Jamie's daughter did a little voiceover for our, for our crossover, so that was pretty fun, too. Yeah, she pretended oh, yeah, saw, to be Ahsoka Tano. Too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cute. It was very good. It was awesome. <laughs> All right, so now that we uh, kind of know what you have been doing with Jamie and, and the whole crossover thing, um, let's jump back, like... Uh, like into the past and uh, because we would like to know what your origin story is speaking of Marvel, right? Um, 
we would like to know like how did you get to teaching why do you teach um what do you teach oh you already ta like talked that? about like what do you teach like fifth grade right? Eli? um but yeah Can how I did you a get a little started bit of water um so at a really young age i just always kind of enjoyed helping people just a couple of water um, as cheesy as that sounds but my I, I taught my little sister to read when she was four um, wow. and um as i got older i just noticed like in high school football we had a, <clears throat> a youth camp for little kids i kind of looked around and realized i was the only one having any fun uh all the other kids <laughs> like, looking at their watches and like when how long do we have to be here uh, same thing in college uh we had a college football camp and kids were coming through getting autographs and i was i was not a good enough player to uh give kids autographs but i kind of looked around and once again i was like the only one still at the table you know yeah so it just kind of always felt like it was just natural for me i, I liked being around kids helping um so yeah and that was 20 years ago so wow 20 years mm -hmm. That's a long time of teaching. <laughs> and it's like we when we talked about this before too, it's like yeah, game with gamification like uh, like all like Jamie and I and a lot of people that do start gamification uh, gamification Ooh. gamification. That's yeah, how what we should call it. Gamification, gamification like it. right there. <laughs> hashtag. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> hashtag right there. Yeah, hashtag gamification. We should yeah, totally There do we that. go. Um, that I'm the no taker in case we were wondering, but I'm writing that one down right now. Yeah, do uh -oh. um, a lot of a lot of teachers that have been teaching a long time uh, are looking for something to to spruce things up a little bit and to to get back into it and get the passion back. And I think gamification is like a really cool endeavor, a really cool thing because there's so much creativity you can put in there, and it just keeps things fresh and it changes how students interact with you and everything. So it's like it's this really cool switch in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. I have a question about your story. Sure. Uh, so 20 years, it sounds like you've maybe been gamifying for not as many, right? Right. Uh, and, and I know it's for me as new teacher and then others that are probably listening to the pod, like what, what, like you read the book, uh, explore like a pirate and you're like, okay, I'm going to try something. What did you try first? And like, what was your in to getting into game? Like what, how did, what did you start with? So for a long time, I was using uh, Classcraft well before I ever read the Explore Like a Pirate book. So really, my gamification was kind of that small G that, you know, John Meehan and Mr. Matera always talk about. Um, so I was doing games and challenges and review, review games and things like that. But the thing that really tied it in for me for a full year was the theme and the storyline. Uh, having like a... Yeah. Having having a theme and sticking with it, having verbiage like alliances instead of teams, having, you know, instead of quizzes, having mini boss battles. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, and like having, instead of a test, we had boss battles and just really kind of fully investing in my own theme, I think was really mm -hmm. what made me feel like I was full year gamifying. Um, and of course, just yeah. the fact that I was going from the beginning to the end um, literally in my class it's like the first and actually I was going to say the first day but really it's the letter that I send out for um, you know to introduce myself to families I have a little snippet in there from Dr. Strange and um, so really it's from like the very first moment kids meet me to 
um, the time we say goodbye on the last day, it's like you're in the game. So um, that was a big change. Um, and it kind of puts a lot of pressure on me to always try and make it, you know, entertaining. And I was, yeah. you know, I tell kids all the time that if you didn't have like, if you didn't make a fun memory today, then I failed you somehow because we try and do at least one thing every day that people go home and talk about. Um, yeah. So, so it's a lot of pressure, but it's that. good pressure because it's like, it keeps me on my game and I can't, there's no days where I just, my wife actually says, can't you just roll out the video cart for a sub day? I was like, <laughs> I was like, we haven't had video carts in like 15 years. Come on. Um, so, Netflix. Yeah. Like. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'd say Scott, that was probably the biggest change is just um, fully investing in, um, you know, the, the vocabulary of it, the theme of it. Yeah. Thanks. That's yeah. awesome. All right. Um, then uh, our second official question usually is like, what is something that is working in your classroom currently? But considering we're not um, teaching at the moment because it's the summer, um, <laughs> I would I would like to know what you do to uh, get started with your students. You said you you sent them a letter before they even arrive in school. I do something similar, and Jamie does that too, to kind of like get them going and kind of right. thinking like, what is this? Why am I getting a letter from? Uh, Nick Fury, right? You're sending Nick Fury letter? I, I do Doctor Strange. Doctor yeah, Doctor Strange is that Doctor guy. Strange. Okay. Um, and so, so I, I, for example, um, I start with a game that's called Blast Off, and they have to collect like different um, items in order to leave their home planet to to join Jedi Academy. So that's like the theme that they have. And then, uh, when the game is over, they get like a, a, a paper airplane throw off. Like they can win items and make them better or whatever. Right. So it's like. There's a lot of like getting to know each other stuff. Like they fill out forms and all kinds of things. Sign up for whatever I need them to sign up for. Uh, what do you do when you get them started at the beginning of the year? Uh, so a couple of things. My first thing I always do is uh, show the trailer, um, and then uh, we I have a QR break in that I do with them, um, which has a lot of team building um, or actually creating origin stories in there. Um, they kind of they form their first alliance. Um, and actually one of the fun things we do is we, we actually have them create a origin story for their alliance. Like how did they actually meet? So they make their own fictional character, but then they also have to come up with some wild story about how all the characters ended up being friends, Oh, that's um, cool. which is a lot of fun. Um, uh, I do a lot of, um, like the John Meehan, I forget what he calls them, kind of like a spider web, talking about uh, kind of like what your ability Yeah, the are. hero builder, I think, yes. is what it's and, called. And I love looking at those on the last week of school. I did that this year where um, I was talking to one particular student. I'm like, so you said your teamwork at the beginning of the year was a four. Uh, she's like, yeah, I was lying about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's always fun to look at those uh you know papers yeah. that we fill out that first week um i have a really fun the first badge challenge that they can get is an old um i don't even know what you would call it it's called the farmer's dilemma uh, and you probably heard of it at some point but it's like there's a goose 
a grain and a fox on one side of the river. Uh-huh. Have you ever done this? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've heard I've of this. It, I've never know, done it with like this, my yeah. class. Yes. Uh, so I used to have a gifted, talented class in Colorado, and this is one of the things that um, you would see all these kids who are used to being told how smart they are really struggle mm-hmm. for the first time. Wait, wait, I want to struggle. Mm. Tell me about this. What is the good? So what you, have, what you had to do is you have a farmer in a boat, and you've got to get all of the items from one side of the river to the other. Um, but the trick is that the goose will eat the grain and the fox will eat the goose if they're on the same side of the river. So, um, they, the kids have to figure out how to get, um, everything safely over to the, um, side of the river. My favorite part is you already start to see who some of your griefers are who try to cheat the system and like, well, I'm going to tie the fox up to the tree and then or I'm going to throw the goose across or like, <laughs> The kids always have these wild, these wild ideas of how to make it work. And uh, yeah. so it's always fun for me to say, as much as I respect that kind of uh, trying to cheat uh, the system, <laughs> you got to actually follow the rules and do it the right way. So uh, that's yeah. always a fun one. Marshmallow challenge is always a fun one with the spaghetti noodles and trying to build the tallest mm-hmm. tower. And yeah, so try to make it fun for those first couple weeks of lots of challenges and team building and um, getting them used to the badges, um, cards, uh, introducing how cards work in the game. And yeah. That's, I think the thing that you are, well, one of the things you're really good at is just coming up with cards and card ideas and your students by the end are really adept at like, strategizing with those cards it's pretty crazy yeah i had a group this year that was too good with the cards (laughs) this is my first group that i've had that really um strategized with keeping cards instead of just like you know people say when you have your money that's burning a hole in your pocket you know i have my kids are like that like the second they get the cool card they want to play it right away uh or right away they say what does this do instead of reading what the card says. Um, and this yeah. year I had the group that actually would like go over and like huddle and not let anybody see what it was and read it and uh, really strategize. And actually the girl who ended up winning my game played the perfect card uh, on like right before the end of our day, before the last day of school, she played a card that said for one day, nobody on the leaderboard gets to move up or down and she was in first place so she went i mean she automatically would win um and the reason why it was so amazing is um the boy in second place is like a card shark to the nth degree he had and when he saw that his eyes were like saucers because he had a whole plan of like 15 cards he was going to play on the last day of school and he was going to win this thing (laughs) Uh, so yeah, it was amazing. Um, that is so cool. Uh, another cool part of that, she was uh, worried all year because her sister had won the game. I think three years ago, she was the winner of the game. Her older sister. Oh, there's a legacy. Yeah, sure. she yeah. was worried. She was really <laughs> tense about it all year. That I don't think I'm going to win it. You know, like my sister won it, but I don't think I'm going to. And so, mm-hmm. so she had held on to that card. We found out for months, like four months, wow. she had held on to that card hoping that she can That's use amazing. it. Do they just have their cards in like some sort of like card holder and, and like sitting in like 
like do they take them home with them what do they do with their class? some of the kids take them home with them and they they have to go to the other teacher's classroom for the rest of the year uh, if they do that they're out uh no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> no you class. Out here. just uh, go no uh i have the three uh three hole binder i called the binder of power and they need to use, they need to keep all of their cards in the binder i have like the uh baseball card sheets that they keep yeah. Uh, and as they level up the game, they might start with only one sheet. And then I think by the end, if they get all the possible, you know, Easter eggs and things that they can get, they can get up to three sheets total. Cool. Mm, okay. Um, cool. Yeah. So, and then uh, I, when I do my badges, I print them on the little Avery stickers, like the circle stickers and that, and they just stick them to that same binder. Um, I have character sheets that I was talking with Jamie and Toby Tobin about, uh, what, three summers ago, maybe? Yeah, um, you kind of had this idea, and then I think it was you and Tobe and I, and I think, was it Jason House or Ryan I Stevens? Was, or, I thought it was someone else. No, it was, um, it, he's going to kill me now. Um you must not be your Twitter hero or well, yeah. Jason or Billings, I think is was it? Oh, Jordan. Jordan Billings. Sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna beep that. Yeah, Sorry, I was Jordan. Gonna say you better. Oh, cut it. Sorry, Jordan. Beep it out. Um, but yeah, we we're so I had this idea from a game that I used to love playing in college um, called Diablo. I think they've made newer versions oh, of it now. Um, but where you would have like items would have shit like little shells, like little. Um, circle spots in them to put gems into and that would give the the weapons or the shields or whatever different powers and so i kind of wanted to have that mechanic in the game for the kids um to be able to have a certain armor or a certain helmet or certain cape or boots or whatever Mm -hmm. to just change their characters that everybody was able to do different things in the game it's pretty cool um I think I had about five this year that were kind of into it. Uh, last year I had a couple. Uh, so it's one of those things that, you know, I think it will get better as I can explain it better throughout the years. Yeah. yeah. So. That's, That's awesome. Rad. Really cool. All right. Um, then our next question uh, that is like out of the um, interview um, book that we have, um, we're going to decide whether we're going to hire you or not, but um, don't call us, we call you. Although, although um, Jamie did express her, you know, feeling a little bit insulted by that because we've already hired her. What are we doing? Replacing her? Like right. in this interview? Well, we gotta have I feel like I'm going to be replaced at any moment. Uh-huh, it's yeah. okay. I feel like this might be a good <laughs> time, guys, to tell Jamie that... Uh, <laughs> That no, you guys have been in cahoots for months. That you had asked me first, <laughs> and I turned you down. Uh, so they. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's perfect. Just, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. It's not us. It's you. Anyway, it's not us. It's you. All right. That's all. I <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you could travel back in time, uh, let's say twenty years to when you started as a fresh and wide-eyed. Uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed uh, newbie in the teaching profession. Um, what is it that you would tell yourself? Um, what you know now, what you didn't know back then. Like, what is something that you could tell yourself? Like, some kind of pep talk or some hint or tip or whatever. I feel like when I first started out, um, I was kind of planning to 
check boxes and say, yep, I taught that. I taught that. I taught that. Pacing guides were huge when I first started teaching. Um, and, and you had to put your head down, focus on, you know, covering all the bases, checking all the boxes rather than really, um, kind of forming those relationships with kids really digging deeper. Um, and I feel like that all kind of goes into just like, like Matera says, finding the joy in the journey. So really mm-hmm. taking the time, getting to know your kids, making every day fun. Um, I'm trying to think of who, it, what was it? Van Gogh that said, I'd rather die of, uh, I'd rather die of passion than boredom, you know? So I think that's mm-hmm. kind of, that's kind of how I do my teaching now. Whereas when I was a kid, I always was kind of afraid to, I call myself a kid. When I was starting out, I pretty much <laughs> well, was a kid. Right? Pretty much was a yeah. kid. kid teacher. You know, I really was kind of like a kid that was looking around thinking, I don't think I'm adult teaching yet. Um, yeah. And so I think that eventually I just kind of got to a point where I'm like, I just need to do this the way I know is right and the way I enjoy doing it. And so if I, you know, it's not just punching a clock, I've got to actually make every day, you know, make memories every day, find the joy. I think that was a big eye opener for me. Yeah. That's awesome. That's I think that's advice. a really good, a really good advice. Um, Cause yeah, I think I remember when, when I started out, it was, and I started out in Germany. So there was, I was teaching history and, and English. Um, one of the things they taught us is like the most important thing is that we got to make sure that we're teaching everything according to the standards that were laid out, etc. And it's, I feel like um, they put a, they put way too much focus on that than on actually the relationship part of it. Like the, the kinds of relationships that I have with students here like where they tell me things about their home life or whatever, stuff like that, or just their hobbies or uh, things like that. That did not happen when I was student teaching back then. That was not encouraged. I don't know if that is, I mean, that was like, what, 12 years ago now? Um, But I don't know if that is still the case or if that is just something that when you become a teacher, it's just something that crystallizes, that kind of like comes out and you realize like, oh my God, this is what it's truly about. It's like, uh, connecting with the students, not teaching the content, but it's actually like, who are you, and and like, what can you become, and encouraging kids in that direction. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely believe that you know, hearing the saying early on that "Don't smile until November" or whatever mm. is. Yeah. We were just joking about that last. And yeah. I mean, I'm smiling by ten minutes in the class, you know, because. Yeah we've you know in doing this we've created this environment that's fun for us as much as it is for them and i think that's so important and something that i didn't even have the confidence to try and you know until five or you know five or six years ago (laughs) well it seems like a lot of these days now all i know so my first year was covid year right so all i know is when we come back, make sure you're building more relationships and that's going to be key. Like, I mean, obviously that's been a focus since in the last few years, but I, f- I feel like that's been a shift coming for the last, mm. I don't know, right? Like uh, I don't, longer than I've been a teacher. So, so it, it probably, Fabian, I'm thinking like, well, back when you were doing student teaching, it probably just wasn't the, the trend back then to realize how important that was. And it, it might also yeah. just be the German thing. 
I mean, sure. we don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so, though, because I think some of it has to do with how we were raised too. Like yeah. when we were younger, there wasn't really that relationship with no. teachers. Um, no, I didn't. Know. There was that the, one rare teacher, right? Rare. But not, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but for the most part, you know, it was it was really, and then when you think of like a good teacher, like when you first start thinking or start teaching, you think about the person that can get through all the curriculum by the end of the year. You think that's good teaching because they yeah. shove it down your throat, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and then you have the ro the role models from when we were little or going through school. So I think it's I I think it's unusual or it's changing. Hopefully that that's more of a push. The relationships are more of a push. Mm. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you know, it's weird, right? Like for me, having COVID year being my first year, like all I know is everybody's like, oh, it's so hard. It's so difficult, right? And we've, we've talked about yeah. this on the pod, but I'm like, well, that's all I've ever known. So it gets easier. <laughs> like once yeah. this is over, it'll be easier. <laughs> it was easier at one point, and it'll, you know, but I'm having a lot of fun. I was thinking, I, I haven't even told you guys this, my next door neighbor literally has an old like i don't know if it's a grand piano but it's like a playable old piano that's yeah. been out in her front like area just deteriorating yeah. and i was like oh my gosh this would be so fun to bring to my class take away all the sound like all the noise and then make one like a push button recording that like that is like a clue to an easter egg that's pretty elaborate. <laughs> well, that is <laughs> the kids and I are going to take it apart. I think tomorrow because she lets Goonies, me give me isn't it? To. Is it Goonies where the piano oh, is yeah. like, like right. the bone? But well, then they fall to yeah. their death. So hopefully this. But but I was thinking how like <laughs> this is so fun. Like it's not really that hard. It's just so much fun to be able to think yeah. about what to do with these pieces and how to make them fun in your classroom. So. I don't. I, I just. I forgot. I, it just popped into my brain. I had to tell you guys how excited I am for this piano that I'm going to take apart. That's pretty intense, <laughs> there, my friend. I, I know. can't wait to see what you do with it. I, I think I'm going to put one button that when you press it will have like an audio recording because they sell those little like five bucks on Amazon where you can load an MP3 onto like a push button recording, like almost like when you open a greeting card and it yeah, has a message. Yeah. And I'm just going to connect that to one of them. And not tell anybody. And if somebody finds it, and it'll, <laughs> it'll give them XP or lead them to well, down amazing. a rabbit hole of East. I I don't even know. So now here's I've one here's that. one thing, Scott, that you got gotta do because this is the evil side, the dark side of um. Okay. Mm. That <laughs> Jamie's always a little bit afraid of. Always. So gotta, I know. Yes, you have you yes, have two ahead. keys, two keys that are actually Easter eggs, but then one of those key. One of those keys has to be a mimic, where if you touch that, you actually lose something. Ooh, That's, okay. All right. <laughs> All right, yeah. So either you good, found the wrong one, one. That is not good. That's the key. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to write that down. Right. Yeah, you have to embrace your dark side. When you go down the rabbit hole you with do. Will, there's always a dark side to right. it. <laughs> Initially, when I saw this piano, the, the actual piano keys, the white ones, are actually like half chipped. So half of the piano key doesn't have its first layer on it. I mean, it just looks... Old and junky. There's your like, mimic oh, right sweet. there. There's your yeah. mimic right there. So, and I or have you like, make that one the the good key, and then yeah. you make a nice shiny key Ooh, the mimic, yeah. so they want to oh, touch the right. nice one. Yeah, that's true. It is like an Indiana Jonesy. Try feel, to trap so, them. Yeah. That's it's the key. Of, the yeah. shiny one <laughs> to your death and demise. All right, I like that evil side. That's fun. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right. 
Um, so our last question uh, then is uh, something that we have been incorporating for like a couple of like a few episodes, like 10, 15 episodes now is um, our What You've Been Playing segment. Um, so we would like to know if there is a, a board game, video game, anything that you've been playing around with that you are having fun with, maybe playing with your family, with your students. Yeah, so this is a fun summer uh, at the Carlson household because my eight-year-old is finally old enough to play a lot of good card games, board games. She got Clue for her mm -hmm. birthday, like the original old school Clue. No more the Clue oh, Junior, nice. thank goodness. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Where you always crush her. It's so nice because now she's become my little research and development guinea pig for my classroom yeah. game. She doesn't know it yet. Um, so I play all these games and try and figure out while we're playing how I can use them in my class. Um, but one of the games that I got is called Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. Oh, so it's a card game yeah. uh and it's like wildly addictive um fun game um there's a little bit of a slap jack kind of mechanic where you got to slap it quick if there's a pair or uh if a narwhal comes up you gotta like slap your hands above your head and then hit the stack um trying to get yeah. rid of your cards it's so yeah. fun yeah, it is it's super so fun. fun and my uh my wife doesn't really like playing uh, card games, board games. Um, yeah. Which is. Uh, is this because you're super competitive or something? <laughs> or like, the thing is, though, Scott, so it's like she is the ultimate competitor. That's the thing. Like, right. She doesn't like, oh, she's like losing. I like playing them more than she does. She doesn't like losing. Um, and so yeah. we had to have her play because this, this particular game is three players or more. And so yeah. my oldest and I couldn't play it on her own we had to have somebody else play and so she's playing and she actually broke a blood vessel in her hand because she smacked the table oh, my God. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so she's like i don't know how i don't know why i did that and i was like i know why you did that you did over competitive <laughs> i've played this game two player i i had a couple girls that just would not give in my advisory class they just like wouldn't connect and i said do this for me just let me give you a challenge play this game together and if you're not laughing oh, yeah. after the first three rounds three you yeah. know card deals then then i'll leave you alone and i'll stop i'll stop trying to pull out of you you know all you know your get you out of your shell so i just gave them each like i think it was like 12 cards mm -hmm. and they just started with 12 cards each and or oh no wait i think i just started with a smaller deck and yeah. that worked really well. And within the first one, they were already laughing their heads off. And I was like, That's yes. a great idea. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. The first time you have to pound your chest like a gorilla and slap. I mean, you're not yeah. laughing. <laughs> I dare you to put a narwhal on your head and, and not a smile. unicorn horn exactly. and not smile. That's pretty much what I was saying to him. There's also a really fun one. Uh, they have the same one, but it's Christmas. So I Ooh, only okay. bring it out in my classroom for like one week. Uh, right before Christmas break, and it's like Santa Cookie Elf something something, and um, it's, gotta be in there. it's it's the same same company, same people, but it's yeah. five different things. It's Santa Cookie Elf something, yeah, whatever the other. I think there's an item thing. card in there somewhere, sure. right? Where they have to make a narwhal, you said, mm -hmm. and then they, I don't know, something happens. I have I have something kind of along these lines, um, which is a a card where. Uh, somebody has to stand up. No, the, the whole team has to stand up and say no at the same time. If the card is just called no, like with Darth <laughs> Vader. 
Like, <laughs> and if they do, then they get they they win the round and they get like extra points. Nobody has ever done it, and I'm like, this is the easiest card to play. But they're they're middle schoolers, so they're like super like self conscious. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's hilarious. You got, I've got one that the nose goes. Me. So like, you know, the yeah. first time, and <laughs> the funniest part is just see one person who's like forever looking at his buddy with the big eyes. Like, come on, man, you know what this means? Everybody's like, what are you doing with your nose? <laughs> they don't know at first. You got to teach them. Yeah. There's some training that's necessary. Uh, it's Santa Cookie Elf Candy Snowman, in case you're wondering. Ah, no it's reindeer? reindeer? Well, Can't believe it. No reindeer. Yeah. And then there's a Halloween version where they're all in costumes, which is very... Anyway, I have a few of them. I'm a big fan. Honestly, I so I do special He's education. He's a connoisseur. I do special game. education. So anytime I have a simple game, like a left, right, center, or a taco cat, that the rules are not complex, but yeah. the, the strategy of the game or the... Is is really good. I'm all about it. So I'm like, ooh, can I get like 15 decks of this? Yeah. And, you know, have a <laughs> have a giant bunko party in my classroom, but with Taco Cat. That's kind of what I'm going. That for. sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. Do we, an, do we have anything else? I don't know. Do we? I don't know. This was so fun, dude. You uh, you are up late at night <laughs> to be on our uh, our podcast. We're so thankful for it. Um, well, how do people find you? How do people follow you or check out what you're doing? Or, see your trailer all that kind of yeah stuff. mostly on mr carlson's class um on twitter uh i don't actually share the um the trailer because i would probably be arrested for how many copyright violations <laughs> 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 uh, a lot of where can they find you and not see your stuff That's a lot of scenes <laughs> from spider-man and the spider-verse um i use a little bit of star lord in our crossover um but uh, yeah, the voiceover, I didn't even pay John Deli. I probably should because it's so amazing. Uh, he's got that growly, gravelly voice. It's great. Um, yeah. But I can definitely share it with you guys if you want. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. Um, but so Mr. Carlton's class on Twitter, check him out. We're so glad that you were a part of it. Uh, guys, this has been so great. And we hope that you guys, something clicked. And you were like, oh my gosh, I got to do this or I got to try that. Or uh, you even want to just let us know about something. Find us on Twitter at Finding Tribe Pod. Go to FindingOurTribe.net. Check us out. Uh, share us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Good job.